Women Taking the Lead, Episode 121. Oh, stop living for everyone else and just be confident. Don't worry about if you've got a little bit of fat on your body or if you're not saying the right thing. Just be, just go and, and build that confident muscle. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentl.com forward slash recognize to reserve your spot in our upcoming webinar on how to be recognized and rewarded for the work you do. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Kim B. Smith, who is a multi-talented CEO and business leader with a legacy of empowering thousands of women. From a corporate background in sales and marketing and over 20 years of experience in the fitness industry, Kim has gone on to become a number one international best-selling author, with the book being one of the best-selling on Amazon for 2015. Kim combines her expertise with a passion to motivate and inspire other women to become top producers in their lives. And as CEO of Kim Bedro Smith Incorporated and KBS Publishing, her international speaking and coaching work has enabled thousands of women to benefit from her inspirational and empowering work. Kim, I'm very excited to have you here today. And that's just a little intro. So tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings. Oh my gosh, Jody! first of all, thank you for having me here. And you're like, and that's just, I'm listening to you cite my bio and I'm like, okay, that's not a little intro. Oh my God, that's me. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, okay. I guess it is. Um, you know, my gosh. Oh my goodness gracious. My humble beginnings. Um, you know, I'm a girl that, um, I thought life would be so really rock and roll, super cool. If I did what I thought society wanted me to do, that meant go get into corporate become a white collar worker, so to speak, and climb the corporate ladders. Because I come from um, very humble parents that um, they don't really push the education card. They push the work card. My parents don't have extended education. In fact, I I don't think they made it past maybe ninth or 10th grade. Um, They've never missed a day of work. They've never lived above and beyond their means. So I come from parents that you work and you work and you work. So needs to say education didn't fall high up on the chain. However, I lied my way through corporate um, with the education card and because I can work and I climbed in an, in an amazing corporate ladder, but I was really, really unhappy. And not just because I was living a lie. I was just so unaligned and, um, I just stumbled upon uh, my, actually, I say my fitness business landed in my lap at this gym I used to work out at. The management came to me and said, we have women members here that want a personal trainer and we watch you and we know you know what you're doing. Would you like us to refer you clients? That's how I started my fitness business. Wow. So for all the wrong reasons, Jody, I started a, um, a fitness business because <laughs> I was a neurotic worker outer back way back in the heyday. I would work all day long at corporate and I, I don't know how I managed to fit in four hours of exercising a day. I never had an eating disorder, but I had an exercise disorder. And I met my first husband working out in the gym and um, he was in school. And he was also uh, a local competitive bodybuilder. And he taught me everything I know. I'm so grateful for that. And I launched um, a fitness business. So how how did you end up like 
branching out from there because now you're motivating and inspiring women. You've written a book. Unless we're going to go there in just a bit. I don't want to cut you cut off any of your stories. But I'm like, wait, there's more. There's more to this story. Um, well, you know, I, I loved, well, when I was in corporate America, I woke up one day. I used to cry when I, I went to work. I, I, I just, I used to just, it got to a point I was crying. I couldn't stand it. I was in a position here locally that I learned very quickly that they hired me on. I was like the choice woman. They brought me in, in directly into management because I had the experience because a lot of the women in the corporation were complaining that there were no women in management. So they brought me on. And boy, I was stuck between a rock and a hard place in this in this um, job. And I hated every minute of it. I, I, I finally got to a point a year into it. I looked at my husband, my first husband, and I had just gotten married. And I was the breadwinner because he was just coming out of accounting school and taking his uh, exam and starting in a... Uh, uh, his his um, job. And I, I used to cry. I, went to, I used to go into this office and go into the bathroom and sit down and cry. I hated it there so much. So I just finally came home. And um, at that time, I always taught aerobics part-time on the side and I had some clients. Um, and he was leaving the fitness industry that put him through school and turned and said, you need to take over my clients. Let's talk to the people that own the business. And so I took over and they took me under their wings. And that's how I pretty much really had a huge jump of starting my fitness business. Walked in one day to my corporate job, handed them a written letter. And I said, that is only a two weeks notice. And listen, I don't need to live out two weeks. And I left and never went. I, I never looked back. So I had a very successful fitness business. But my first year, Jody, oh my God, my first year in Michigan in the fitness industry, I uh, sat, I sat here in the summertime going, oh no, I'm in trouble because nobody wants to be inside working out in the summertime here in Michigan. Everybody's outside and kids are out of school and people don't want to spend extra money for babysitters. They go outside, you know, they ride bikes, they do all this stuff. And I just went, this is my first year and I'm getting hit hard hard this summer. So I kept saying to myself, there's got to be more, there's got to be more, there's got to be more, there's got to be more. Wait a minute. Um, what about the women that would want a Kim Boudreau Smith to knock at their door? At the, at the time, it wasn't Kim Boudreau Smith. I was just Kim Boudreau. Knock at their door, but their family budget couldn't afford me. I've got to get in front of those women. Because I, I mean, I'm not quite sure I could handle me knocking on my door and, and pay a, a private fitness price. So I launched an introduction to strength training, an eight-week course for women, and we marketed it through community education. Now, by the way, Jody, this is all before we were online. This is all before we had um, websites. This is all, so everything was word of mouth right here in my backyard. And my fitness business is still word of mouth, very small right here in my backyard. And that introduction to strength training for women took off, oh my God. I had to bring on seven independent contractors to help me run these classes. It was amazing. And we did a video. There's, so there's an exercise video on an eight-track tape somewhere out there of me. And so that all led me to um, still being unfulfilled many years later. And I, I just talked myself one day into a huge um, sleep, and I fell asleep at a major intersection, which is part of my story in the books that I participated in. Um, here at my home, I was the, um, right around the corner from my home at 48. I fell asleep on a sunny August day at noon at a major intersection. Thank God my foot didn't come off the brake because I would have been in the middle of the intersection. And I knew I had to do something to change my life around. I lost sight on being grateful 
I lost sight on um, it's far bigger than me and, and there's a bigger picture here. And I would wake up every morning and just I couldn't wait to go back to bed. And that's why I fell asleep at a red light and just came in, told my husband, I got to change my life around. And I went on to admit to some of the lies that I was living. I looked at him and said, never graduated high school. So I said, I'm going back to school. I'm going to finish my high school diploma. I finished my two-year college degree and I finished my uh, coaching degree. It's a two-year program. Um, I did all three of those within uh, like a two-year time frame. <laughs> You were driven by that. Point. Yeah. And that's when I launched my coaching business. And that's when I stepped into my first anthology book that also changed my whole online presence. And that's where one thing just led to another and how I've arrived to today owning an internet radio station and um, being a published author. I don't like to write. I say that all the time. I, I, I prefer to talk more. So it, it's been a progression over the years of going from those humble, humble beginnings. I have humble beginnings. I just had a hum humble beginning this year. I, I, I have them a lot. I really try to keep humble and my feet on the ground and, and stay in gratitude. When I start losing sight of gratitude, I'm, I know I'm in trouble and I know I need to shut everything off and sit down and breathe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that things don't get out of control. Mm -hmm. Right. It's so true. Wow, Kim, thank you for sharing that that whole story, the anthology of you coming into, you know, your your newest career, I guess is what we would call yeah. it, um, your evolution. And you have clearly had success in your life and gained a lot of confidence, right? It seemed like at the beginning of your career, you were just taking on what kind of fell in your lap. But now everything is more self-directed and comes from a more authentic place. But take us back to a time when you were playing small and you may not have been aware of it, you know, and playing small is more is not so much what our life looks like on on the outside, it's more what's going on in our head when we undervalue ourselves or we don't believe that we're capable of everything that we're capable of. Share with us the story and the lessons you've learned. I just did that, Jody. I just I'm just coming out of that from this past uh, January of this year, 2016. I thought that in order for me to continue on the um, owning the internet radio station, I needed to merge with somebody, and I'm all about partners and collaboration and Kim, you walk your talk and talk your walk and, you know, that whole mentality. So I met a woman here in Michigan that has an internet radio station, a physical studio. I have custom equipment that was being housed in a data center that was very safe, closed up, locked down and, and protected. Um, but I just felt that I needed to bring someone else on and merge with somebody um, to make it bigger and better. And that was my intentions, Jody. Because I'm all about, if my one mind can think this, can you imagine what multiple minds <laughs> coming together can do? Well, it didn't work out, unfortunately. Um, so back in January, I, I closed the doors on everything. I quit everything. I mean, I sat back here, I looked at my online business, and I thought, I'm going to shut down everything. I can't wait to clean everything up. I'm not quite sure what it is I'm going to do. Um, uh, maybe I become a blogger. Ha, ha, ha. I really don't like to write. Maybe I just continue on just my show. But I, I did. I closed everything down. And my one client who is and was a network 
under Bold Radio Station, I went to her and said, you've done an amazing job. Congratulations. Go. I I will stay with you for 90 days and consult and help you behind the scenes, but I'm no longer going to have Bold Radio Station. She just went time out. You're not a quitter. She goes, nor am I. And she goes, and I came to you for a reason a year ago to work with you. She goes, and I'm not leaving. So we... I broke a contract um, with this other person and she said, let's, let's close down my network. She was, let's all merge underneath bold radio. Let's you and I come together. Let's make this bigger and better. We looked at two other platforms. Cause I said, re opening up my custom equipment was not an option because it costs Jody, it costs so much money to set all that custom equipment back up. And I just, it's just not an option. It was not an option. And everything is manual with my custom equipment. I, I was, I wanted something more, automated, smoother, Mm -hmm. silkier, if you will. And her and I sat down, we looked at a couple of um, platforms and the platform now that we're housing Bold Radio Station under, this this is so funny. I started on three years ago when I launched the station. So Dorothy clicked her heels. I did a a full complete circle and came back around to something that I was playing so small at the end of last year saying, I can't do this by myself anymore. And I, the, I can't do this by myself anymore. Got in the way of what my true ambition was to merge with another person, the numbers, the support, the, the camaraderie, the collaboration, two women coming together. I, I let that, I can't do this. And I let my intuition, I blocked that out. And so when we launched, it wasn't working. I pulled a contract. So Lynn Brunette and I have partnered up and it has been beautiful. But my words were keeping me small and and forcing something going into something that should never have happened. So let me get this this right, Kim, that it was really the perspective that um, you were facing at the end of last year was that, you know, you couldn't do it on your own anymore. And so you were seeking out a partnership when actually that was really just a negative Uh way of looking at something else, like a more positive way to have looked at it was I'm ready for partnership. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting how the universe did deliver that um, because I am in a partnership. I had to go through a tsunami to arrive to the proper partnership, but it was my... Jody, whenever I play small, I play small because of my language. Mm. You know, I mean, the voice is the most powerful vibrational sound in the whole wide world. We come through um, the birth canal and as, a, as an infant, and the first thing a baby does, wah, when they come out, you know, it's that sound. And our voices can either heal or they can harm. And I don't mean heal or harm towards others. I mean starting healing or harming just within us. And I look back, that is so amazing. You know, you asked me that question. I look back and I'm thinking, you know, boy, Kim, you were playing small by your, the language that you were telling yourself. Yeah, it's so true. We have to be very careful about the words we choose when, even when we're talking to ourselves, yep. because it is very powerful. Well, thank you for that, Kim. But I'm going to pivot just a little bit because now I want to hear about a time when you had an aha moment or a wake up call or an epiphany. For some people, it happens all of a sudden, but some people say it it happens over time and suddenly things start clicking into place. So take us back to that moment if possible, but if not, give us the story and share with us the steps you took that led to your success. Gosh, I've had, you know, Jody, I've had had some, I'm a really 
I think I'm one of the um, universe's child that is really stubborn. And I, when I have aha moments, I mean, they're, they're huge. For an example, I have um, a close head injury. I don't have hearing in my right ear. I lost that about 17, 18 years ago from a wakeboarding accident. Talk about a slam on the head to make me slow down. And even when I came out of all that uh, living in vertigo, I, I, I got right back up. Boom, got right back in there. Still had not learned the lesson there and received the messages. I was in another situation where I got involved with a women's retreat, some some uh, feminine women's work. And I was at the retreat and it was, uh, it was a Friday afternoon, all day Saturday and all day Sunday. And Sunday afternoon, we were instructed to go out and walk on the land and contemplate. And here's a sheet of paper and, you know, you can journal and stuff. And I was there because I was asking for peace within I want peace within, you know, it's like Dorothy clicks her heels. There's no place like home when home was always within. I want, oh, I want peace, you know? So I, it started to rain and I looked up at the sky and I said inside myself, come on, God, all I want is peace within. And so I started to walk towards the camera and I was going to sit down by the fireplace and uh, journal in this moment and look down in the half grass, half dirt. And there was something there and I'm thinking, oh, you know, a rock. So I bend over and I pick it up and it was a peace sign charm that had been in that dirt for a while. Okay, well, you would think that would be an aha moment. And it was an aha moment at the time. But after that retreat weekend, I got back in my car and got right back at it. It wasn't until I turned 48 at that August sunny afternoon when I fell asleep behind the wheel. That that was that was the pivotal aha moment where I just I thank goodness I was close to home. I was coming from an appointment. I pulled up. It's noon. I got out of my red car and looked. It's your fault, red car. You know what I mean? I knew. Oh, you know that red car is poison. I got in my house, Jody. I knew in that given moment, I was living without passion. I didn't want to get out of bed anymore. I was forty-eight and a half, looking forward to turning fifty. And I knew I wasn't going to make it to 50 if I didn't take myself by the heels of my boots and switch things around that day. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Kim. I can't, I can only imagine how many other women are in and men who are listening to your story and just kind of chuckling on the inside, partly in mirth, partly in not, because I, I know so many of us, we really, we want to be more peaceful. We want to have a more calm life. We would like things to slow down. But the truth is, even if we're standing still on the inside, we are racing around. Yeah. Right. And how, how ironic that you were looking for peace and you found it, but it was a stone with peace sign on it. I, I was really holding back from chuckling out loud on that one, yeah. but it was your sign. It was, yep. it was, yep. it was really there. And you know, and there is a danger that if we don't pay attention to our bodies, if we don't pay attention to the signs around us, that we could we could get hurt. Yes, I, you know, yes, and yeah. I don't think we're taking it serious enough. I know for myself, I need to be taking my self care, my health, my well being a lot more seriously than I have been. You know, I think that is a huge issue. I'm going to pick on women, um, Jody, um, and you know, it's so ironic. Both you and I are, um, are women. We're females, and I work specifically with females. That's the biggest, the biggest angst, the biggest challenge, the biggest everything that I hear women go through. And it's like, okay, really? It's really, it really is simple. I don't mean to minimize it. Um, 
but it's simple. If we're going to schedule the doctor's appointment, then why are we not scheduling a 10 minute walk or a 10 minute meditation or a five or, or a bath? I mean, why are we not scheduling this stuff? And, and um, I get up early in the morning. I'm a morning person. And my husband and I, we don't have kids. So it's not like I have a house full of noise, but I get up before he gets up. I don't want to hear the walking around on the second floor above me because I meditate and then I'm going for that cup of coffee and my protein bar. And that time is my time. And then I either sit and I just look around, I read a book, but that is part of my routine. That's part of my schedule and exercising too. And if I can't get a regular exercise in, if I'm out doing errands, I will park further away and walk into the store or whatever the errand um, is, um, just to get some movement and some fresh air. It's so important. It really is. But we need to schedule that stuff in. If we're going to schedule soccer games and dentist appointments, we need to schedule um, self-care time. And if you have young kids, and every time, you know, I hear all my girlfriends when their kids are younger, they go into the bathroom to shower or something, kids, mom, you know, on the door, it's like, no, put a sign on the door. Mom's checked out or do not disturb, you know, lock the mm-hmm. door and do what you have to do to set those boundaries. And if we don't start doing that, Jody, we become like a duck. And by the way, there is now a duck syndrome for kids in um, high school is think of a duck um, in the water and beneath the water, their feet is going fast, 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 fast. Even though we just see them moving around on top, it doesn't look too strenuous, but down below their little orange things are fast, 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 fast. That's what's going on inside of all of us. And that's what's going on with our kids is they're trying to keep up with everything. You know, the curriculums and the um, peers and the sports that those duck legs, I, I saw that one time a psychologist uh, invented or labeled this duck syndrome. And I think we're all doing that duck syndrome. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. From the conversations I've been having with nieces and nephews and their friends who are, you know, uh, junior high, high school age, there's, they're way more intense than I think we were yeah. when we were in school. They are a lot more driven and talking about their careers very, I, I can't think of any other word, but intensely, like they are like they have to have it all figured yes. out right now and as soon as possible. And if they don't, they start getting a little tense about it um, and a little stressed out. And I think you're right. We have to, you know, as the adults in these kids' lives, we have to model you know, setting priorities, choosing what we're going to invest our time in, what we're not going to invest our time in, and starting to, you know, carve out or create a life that feels good for us and not for what everyone else says we should have. Well, it's that white picket fence syndrome or keeping up with the Smith and the Joneses and, and whoever else. It's it's really standing and staying in, staying in our own lane. Um, a colleague of mine uses this a lot. He likes to stay in his own lane and he likes to allow others to stay um, in their own lane and not to go, well, wow, how come that person does this or that? They're in their own lane and that's working for them. It's staying in our own lane and identifying what works for us and not trying to stay up in such a fast-paced society we live in. We we live in such a fast-paced society with this technology and, you know, 
Jody, I live in an area that people can afford to have their kids involved in five different sports. And I, I still to this day look at my husband going, I don't know how people, first of all, financially afford that, number one, let alone but the time because when does the family sit down and have dinner together? It's call me old fashioned, but mm-hmm. that's how I was raised. The fam- we sit down as a family together and my husband and I, we sit down together and have dinner unless he has a late meeting, but we sit down and have dinner together every night. Oh, stay in your lane. I think that's what I'm going to take away from this one. And don't worry what other people are doing in their lanes. I love that. And Kim, what I'm curious about too is your leadership style. Because, you know, with leadership, communication, relationship building, listening, these are all important things um, in our leadership. But we also have personality differences, different strengths. And so we all lead differently. How would you describe your leadership style? Oh, gosh. Um, it depends what day it is. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, my leadership style is uh, um, I, 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 first of all, my leadership style is I take a deep breath and I recognize that because I'm a real, oh, my God, let's jump in. I've got this great idea. Let's go. Let's make it work. Um, but as leading a, a team for the station, I remind my team that I'm not the owner of the station. They, we all are, we are a team and I empower my team by allowing them to make executive decisions. Now that would not be the first day on the job, of course. Um, you know, once they get acclimated and they get situated in, I step back and I let my experts take over and make their decisions. I'm not going to tell my, um, my producers how to produce. They've been producing for 20 years. I'm going to tell them, the feeling I want, the brand that we offer, how I want to be felt and made as a host showing up to their show. They just implement and then they add their expertise and they also make, they are make, allowed to make executive decisions around the shows because they're the ones that are there. Um, my director of operations, if I'm on vacation, her and I communicate, but a lot of times I, she knows I pull back when I'm on vacation and she gets to make the decisions. And I have to, I tell her, there's no right or wrong decision. Um, there can be maybe a better decision and how can we improve and do it differently? So I'm all about, I love to debrief and how we can do it better, how we can grow and be better and how we can all be a team um, together. Cause I come from the mentality. I don't care if you are a contractor or get in your car and drive to a brick and mortar on Monday morning in corporate corporate America, corporate world, wherever there's a paycheck coming, I, we, have, we, are in, we are an invested um, person into that business. I believe we're all owners, if we're, especially if we're collecting paychecks. And I know people go to work, we get paid. Yep. And Kim, what is one thing you're working on right now that you're really excited about? Oh, I'm launching my second radio show. And it's called um, Down and Dirty with um, Kim BS. <laughs> um, and that's, that's going to be a play. I have, to, uh, this will be my second radio show. My one, um, my one show, which by the way, my one show is um, live chats um, with, uh, with Kim. And we have to get Jody on that one where we talk about business and we don't hold back. We talk about our trials and tribulations, how we flip them into opportunities. Um, but this new show is just going to be really um, a lot of humor, a lot of antics, 
but we will also get content um, across. So I'm going to have two different shows. So I'm excited about that. And um, Bold Radio is growing this year. We've got a lot of things coming to us that I, I just, I shake my head and go, yay, wow. I never would have thought of that. So I think I must have said something to the universe and now it's delivering. So we're just in growth mode and um, everything is much smoother and silkier and simplified. And that is how I live my lifestyle. Mm, it sounds like that partnership has allowed a lot more things to come into your life. Mm-hmm. Yes, it has. Now too. Yep. That is exciting. And I'm all for getting more female voices heard and out there and conversations started. So that's super exciting. And Kim, I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So these are going to be some quick answers to a few questions. So firstly, what is one practice you have that helps to make you a better leader? Oh, meditation. And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? Oh my God, one? Oh my God. <laughs> Just one. Okay, um, uh, I think everybody should read The Alchemist. I agree. And what advice would you give your younger self? <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh, stop living for everyone else and just be confident. Don't worry about if you've got a little bit of fat on your body or if you're not saying the right thing. Just be, just go and and build that confident muscle. And share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Oh, I, I have um, two success quotes. Um, number one is, as be you, um, everyone else is taken. And that's an Oscar Wilde. I do believe he says, um, be yourself, everyone else is taken. I just say, be you, um, everyone else is taken. And um, my other quote is, um, taste your words before you spit them out because mm. of the internal messages that we give ourselves. Love that. And is that a Kimby Smith quote? Um, no, I, you know what, that is, I don't know who, I cannot give credit to that quote. I don't know who that is. So I really don't want to take credit for that, but it's one of my most favorite ones. All right. Well, I'll look it up. And if I can't find somebody to attribute it to, it's going to you. Yay. Thanks, Jody. You just <laughs> made my day. Thank you. <laughs> and lastly, Kim, what is the best way for this community to connect with you? Oh, gosh. Um, they can go right on over to www.boldradiostation.com or www.kimbeasonboysmith.com. I'm out there on Facebook and um, LinkedIn. I I would love for someone to swing on by on Facebook and say, I heard you on Jody's show and this happened and this happened and I'm excited. I would just, I just love hearing the relation, you know, the connections and building the relationships. I agree with you. It means so much. And for those of you who are listening, don't worry about like trying to get it all down and find out where she is. You can find all the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com. All the links for Kim's websites, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter will be right there for you. And Kim, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Oh, thank you, Jody. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Are you ready to take the lead in your own life? Head over to womentl.com forward slash recognized to reserve your spot in my upcoming webinar on how to be recognized and rewarded for the work that you do. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. 
Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining with me. And here's to your success.